what'd you guys think about this uh film? <laughs> um, I like its anti-monarchy statement. Yeah. Are you saying you're an- anti- Boy, anti-monarchy? We, we really didn't <laughs> intro the episode. Yes. No, I, I was. Oh, yeah. I was like, just doing know, a little bit of like no, we're pre, just talking. Yeah, I know. pre-gaming. I'm not just saying chilling. we can't use this. I'm just being like chilling, mm-hmm. like a stone cold villain. <coughs> I can do it, or you can do it. You were about to do it. So. You go ahead. I threw off. No, you were excited. <laughs> I threw off my groove. You threw off the emperor's groove. Threw, threw off the emperor's groove. How do we feel about empire ships? Is like a. You mean like imperialism? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We mentioned the emperor's new group, but like we all decided that we're anti-monarchy. Well, I don't know if we all decided that. I really like the crown, but then like the you're Netflix a, show. Wait, you're or not like anti-monarchy. The, the concept. I like of the the, me- the Netflix show. I don't really oh, see yeah, much yeah. about the concept. Okay, so I guess mm-hmm. I guess um, I guess Case uh, Jin is right in in Columbus where where she go where Casey's like, are you saying you're anti-monarchy? And he goes. Yes. And she goes, Isn't everybody? And he goes, You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, see, I very much, you know, and identify with the uh uh anarcho syndicalist muckraker. Honestly. You like, know, what? That was pretty good. Uh, what does he say? Oh, there's some good filth over here. <laughs> oh. well, now you're seeing the violent inherit in the system. Now we're seeing the violent You see how you see how he's repressing me? Being oppressed. <laughs> Uh, I have no opinion on the monarchy. I don't live in a place with a monarchy, and I'm kind of like. Does anyone live in a place with like a real monarchy at this point? I mean, well, I yeah. mean, Thailand. I, no, just kidding. That's not that's not a good example. So, Scratch the UK doesn't have power. Yeah, the like monarchy it's not like does, a real. But they do right? sit there sucking money out of the economy like vampires. So that's true. That's, true. You still have and that. So you, but but also like, the weird thing is that. The, the kind of, I mean, the Commonwealth still sort of exists. So, like, you know, technically Australia or even, like, mm. Canada or places like that. Isn't New Zealand still Commonwealth? I think so. Hmm. Yeah, that, did you know? Did you guys know that? Like, that there's, there's the Commonwealth Games? So, like, cu- countries like Australia no. and Canada mm. care more about the Commonwealth Games in some ways than the Olympics because it's the only chance they have to win because the U.S. isn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> because we're the only ones that... I mean, because, you know, the Olympics is just a competition between the U.S. and China, (laughs) basically. Unless it's, like, hockey, in which case, like, what? Russia and Canada have a chance. Well, I mean, we're not... We're kind of excluding, like, some of the summer sports that's not all, like, the U.S. and China. uh, Okay, but, like, do you ever just pull out... Because when when the Olympics happen, I always download the Olympics app and I check every day. Hmm. It's it really is a competition between the two of them. Like I by mean, the end of yeah. the Olympics, it's like okay, they've each got like fifty, sixty gold medals, and maybe a few other countries have like five or six. Maybe the UK I mean, I guess like if you look at it overall, but I I know like individuals. I guess I only care about Nordic skiing in the Winter Olympics, but like mm. Nordic skiing, the is US cool. sucks. No, okay. I mean, Yes. Not actually. We won gold last year. Not last year. <laughs> Whenever it happened. Whenever it was. Jesse Diggins. Kicking Randall. Yeah. But like, yeah. So Winter Olympics, I guess, depending on the sport, sometimes there's more of a chance. But like. But I, 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 I grant you that we Tokyo, kind of dominate Summer Olympics. Summer Olympics is just not fair for anyone. Hmm. Um, anyway, so we were anyway. talking about the monarchy. Okay. We were talking about the monarchy, but but maybe what's more important than that is for Hunter to like get the episode started. Oh no. <laughs> bum, it's a horrible bum, idea bum, of like, oh, what if I did like, <laughs> if I did, like an accent? Do it. Yeah, do an accent. No. Yes, do it. And his name is... John wrestling intro except it's just This is so dead and I've clipped it so hard Wait, we should rewrite we should rewrite our intro to have mooses in it. Moose and lovely lakes. <laughs> See the lovely the excellent telephone system. Welcome to the movie overload <laughs> podcast where the moose <laughs> goes through a hundred movies from a trip to the moose through Paramoose Ooh. Ooh. and everything in between. That's pretty good. 
Uh, we are the uh, four people who do this uh, weekly movie club moose and things <laughs> and stuff. Moose. Yeah. Stuff with an umlaut. Stuff. Stuff. The moose is loose. The moose. Is the people responsible for this intro have been sacked. Please enjoy the rest of this episode. Also, Aiden, who sacked the people who have been sacked, has been sacked or something. Yeah, Aiden, you get sacked Sad. twice. Ha! I've been very sacked. You can sacked. pack up your things and go. I feel bad. We now. will now redo the intro at great oh. expense. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Movie Overload. <laughs> <in style. laughs> Definitely not done by llamas. Welcome to the Movie Overload podcast. <laughs> My name is Squidgem. With me, Squidgem. I have Anna. I have Hunter. Hi. Hello. And I have Aiden. The artist formerly known as Aiden. <laughs> the, the, the Aiden... That was known as Aiden has been sacked Ooh. two times now. Apparently, we have new Aiden. What's the, we, it's the Aiden new Aiden? I am cool Aiden. The new Eden and the new <laughs> the cooler Aiden, Aiden. and the new Earth. I have shades yes, and exactly. I uh, smoke bamboo cap? trees whole. That's cool. I thought you were gonna what? say like cloves or something. That seems no f- whole bamboo trees with the koalas still attached. Have any of you guys ever smoked? I don't cloves? think koalas interact with bamboo very much. I think they, they interact with like this bamboo because it's so cool. It's eucalyptus. eucalyptus. Yeah, it's, it's not bamboo. It's, it's bamboo it's so that's cool. so cool. Get it? Because eucalyptus is like cooling. Yeah, except it's also you, poisonous. Eucalyptus. That's so bad. But you look so proud of yourself. <laughs> and I don't, I have mixed feelings now. I'm not sure if I need to sack you two. No. No, please. Thank you. I won't. I'm Thank you for this. You we need Editor Joe. Yeah, I miss Editor Joe. Editor Joe has been sacked. Uh, we did. Uh, did did uh, did we watch? Did everybody watch uh, that Monty Python and the? Uh, so I, I watched Life, Life of, Brian? of Brian. Yeah, I mean, is too. that what we were supposed <laughs> to watch? I think so. That's the one with like Jesus, but he's not right. Yeah. yeah. I, I only know the musical song from that where they're all on the cross and they're like, <laughs> what is the song? Oh, no, I can't think of it. The bright great. side of life. <laughs> yeah, that one. Because <laughs> life's a piece of shit when you look at it. Life's a pile of steam and crap. It's true. Oh, that's awesome. Classic. I, do, I, I really haven't like dove into any... Uh, other Monty Python stuff outside of this movie. I've watched a massive amount of Flying Circus. Right. I, think I think that show's really funny. I think we watched like one episode. Like you mm-hmm. watched one episode with me and that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, fun fact about it, actually, Monty Python was not intended to be the name of their group. Mm-hmm. Oh. They, that was actually just the name of the show that they did was Monty yeah. Python's Flying Circus. It wasn't like they're the group Monty Python and this is their Flying mm-hmm. Circus. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like they had a few different names that they went through, you know, that the, the idea that the show would have been like uh parrot sketch not included was was one of the names uh, um, but like would that have meant that they would call themselves parrot sketch when they parrot parrot sketch and the and the holy grail like that i don't know that does not so ring i think it just like it just happened that sort of people thought monty python's flying circus was referring to them as the group and then that just kind of became the thing anyway that doesn't really matter there's a good do go on episode about it i recommend oh. it but suffice it to say, as I'm sure we'll get into in this episode, it's kind of like as a as a sketch comedy group or just as a comedy group in general, this has probably influenced everything that like we find funny. Probably. Yeah. I agree. I mean, not- I was thinking I was watching my brother was showing us a YouTube video. Uh, I can't even remember which who it was, but it was something about like your brain when you're trying to sleep, you know, that kind of like (laughs) joke. But my dad was saying like, the only reason, like, it's funny, like obviously like the script is funny, but like the reason that we're laughing is because it's been edited so that each line follows on the back really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, it's just the one guy. And I think you see that in Mossy Python where they're like really on each other's tails. And that is like, as an actor, that's how you keep things funny is you keep like, writing the lines of each person's sentence so i guess that's just a comment of like noticing in modern like current youtube videos just general like comedy tactics but also i saw that in monty python Mm -hmm. as they're just like 
mm-hmm. running around the English countryside or wherever they filmed it. I actually don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly in the English countryside. Yeah. I was gonna say there's a there's that bit in the opening credits where it says that it was all shot on location, and then also that any you know it's a it's a work of fiction and any relation to any real people living or dead is entirely coincidental. Signed Richard M. Nixon. Oh, that's true. I do remember that. <laughs> I didn't see that. But <laughs> I was like, this may be the only time I've ever actually been able to like pause the, the opening mm. credits and actually read them. All. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pause. I just tried uh, to catch what I could again. <laughs> so that was, was pretty good. I remember I watched it on Netflix this time, Me too. but uh, as per this movie, I have seen it at least five times before this current watch, yes. and I remember there being a skit beforehand about a dentist, and it's like this elongated like skit where it's at a dentist place and it's like an old like uh keystone like comedy skit like where they're like running all around and there's weird Mm. physical comedy bits and it's a dentist and it gets interrupted by the credits oh uh weird that was is that not that might be from the flying circus no No. i i on the dvd that i have that immediately precedes uh, the thing that was the weird DVD hmm. my family owns of it. I watched it on That's Netflix so this time, and weird. I was a bit thrown off. I've never that seen that there. before, and I've seen it on oh. DVD before. We had times. a special edition DVD. It might have just interesting. Been Maybe that. that's like weird. From, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I watched it on Netflix that. too, and I've never seen that. That was my third time watching it, but I've only ever I think I've only ever watched it on Netflix. Okay. So yeah, I, I or don't like think YouTube I've clips. watched it since Netflix got Monty Python stuff. So I think I'd only ever seen it on DVD editions. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, uh, I, I, the first time I watched any of this was in a medieval history class I took I- in college um, because it's accurate. Um, uh, what? Is, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is strange. Yeah. One, of the, one of the textbooks that we used for a medieval history class was written by Terry Jones. Huh, okay. he, he wrote a, a book called Medieval Lives and there's also an accompanying like BBC series and it all has his weird animations that appear through this movie. Like, Are you talking that, about that Terry kind of Gilliam, not Car- Terry Jones? No, I think it's Terry Jones. I mean, you could look Terry it up. Terry Gilliam is the animator for Monty Okay, well then he, he just kind of rips were, off that style. There were but multiple it's, it's guys Terry Jones who wrote named it. Terry. There are two Terrys, yeah. But yeah. Terry Jones is the one who did and the Medieval Lives the two Terrys uh, kind of co-directed this movie. Right. Even though okay. Terry Gilliam was the one who... Well, I wonder if Terry Gilliam was involved in, in Medieval Lives and doing animations or if they were just trying to kind of parrot the style as well. well but it, I mean, they knew Terry each other. Jones, <laughs> Terry Jones is the guy who's the medieval history expert. Yeah. So you're telling me that like the medieval life is accurate like in every village there's one woman throwing a cat against the wall like exactly. that just like happens yes. everywhere. <laughs> no, I mean I mean the clips that he he showed were, you know, specific and and it was mostly for the sake of this is funny but this also tells us a little bit of what we might want to know here. And then, you know, we'd, we'd yeah. go off into specifics. But As either way. As we all know, Camelot was only a model. Uh, mm-hmm. There were three-headed men living in the woods. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. There was a large free association of knights living in a shadowy forest uh, that all said knee. And uh, for some reason, that was very distressing to all her. her, her, No, 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 no. The the truth, the truth, the true bit of that was was actually that there was a really big market for shrubberies at the time. (laughs) Because the plague was messing up shrubbery designers. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm. Because uh, such a hard down your time, time through shrubbers and things. For shrubbers. I love Uh, that. I want to be a shrubber. I would give everything I have to be a shrubber in medieval England. Okay. Cool. Um, have fun dying of the plague within like three years. But yeah, yeah. No, if you're a shrubber, you spend all your time like in the woods like pruning and cultivating your shrubs so you don't get exposed to the plague. It's true. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. But oh, he did nice. he did show us the bring out your dead bit when we were talking about the oh, Black yeah. Plague and was like, Yeah, no, this is this is about what the saddest bit. I think like, I'll go for a walk. He bums me out. He's like, I'm feeling better. I feel happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the problem with this movie is that I think every line of it has been quoted probably for years at you before you ever watched this movie. Yeah. And so there's this like thing of when you're given the ability to actually quote this movie, it's like choosing whether or not to do it 
mm-hmm. I feel like enters into. <laughs> I was about to say the thing I noticed this time is that it the majority of the movie did not feel like a movie because uh it has been so radically culturally decontextualized mm. as yeah. a movie and because it's so bit heavy uh like i guess uh fun fact first time i saw this movie i did not like it i was eight and i thought it was a bad movie uh because Sounds like a young eight in opinion <laughs> because it didn't it, it frustrated me because they had the quest and they were going to go on the quest, and then they failed. <laughs> and they didn't even, like, yeah, I guess they kind of did it, but, like, not really. It, yeah, no, it gave me, like, just it, adventuring sadness. You're just there the whole time and through Aww. the whole thing. Every time, they're just like, uh, why, why are they going on these tangents? Why aren't they finding the grail? They need to be finding the grail. The grail is so important. Because I got really into MacGuffins as a kid. Like I, yeah. I didn't get that they were just a thing to make the story happen. I'm like, but you need you need to get the Grail because the Grail's the cool thing. You need to get. It. It's, it's I think it's really funny because we probably would have been quite good friends as kids because we both would have had very crap opinions, mm-hmm. and then we would have gotten older and become friends again because we had the exact opposite opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is kind of That's how really the cookie funny. crumbles. Mm-hmm. Classic. I think back to your comment about like the quotability of this movie. I wasn't allowed to watch it for a long time, and you know, classic. And part of it, you know, I'm the oldest kid in my family, so it's like, well, your brothers aren't old enough to watch it yet, so we're not going to show it to you. Yet. That happened with a lot of movies that my parents mm. then subsequently showed my brothers after I left home. Ah. Gosh dang it! Um, but part of it was I also had a lot of friends who were older than me, so they were watching it, and I wasn't allowed to yet, so they would like quote it around me, and I'd be like. Haha, that's so funny. So my mom, like, showed me YouTube clips of, like, the most famous sketches, so I would, like, get the joke, but then I, like, I hadn't seen the movie probably until I was 14 or 15, and then I was like, okay, like, whatever, this is fine. And then I watched it again with my brother last year, and I was like, this is hilarious. And then watching it again this time, it was the first time where I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is actually brilliant. Like, the... The way that these unrelated sketches fit together, I think there's a reason why people keep watching it. Like, obviously, the the continuity kind of devolves as young Aiden recognized, but I was noticing, like, the continuity between sketches is really interesting, and just, I don't know, there's parts of it that I'm like, this is actually brilliant story writing, directing, script crafting, and character, like... It's well done. They're a really good comedy troupe, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that I, I took me three times to notice it because always I was like, ah, I've heard that bit quoted and no one quotes the Sir Galahad one. That's the one that my mom yeah. skipped the first oh, time. Oh, the castle right. anthrax. We're not yes. watching that yes. one. Right. My, <laughs> my mom would always skip that, even though the first time I saw it with my dad, uh, we did just watch the whole thing. So I definitely knew what was happening there. You know what? I had a friend who like wanted to watch it and I hadn't seen the movie before and they skipped that scene. Huh. But like, it was like just the two of us watching it and we were like Interesting. 16. See, the thing <laughs> is, and like, so if I don't think uh, I'd actually seen the scene okay. until this time I watched the movie and I'm like, wait, why was this a scene that was ever? I, s- I don't. Yeah, because it's like, like it's whatever. Like it's it's like ever no. so slightly <laughs> raunchy. Yeah, naughty. Not like, even raunchy. It's just it, like ooh, naughty. Like yeah. naughty. You're right. Like it just but, it doesn't. Like, but also, if you're gonna skip a scene, I guess at least it was that one. Yeah, it, because it's, it's not really one of like, like the, the least, least funny. It's scene. It's probably the least funny. The bit comedy in, the in that scene has aged the most poorly. I think so, yeah. I think probably at the time it would have been seen as a little bit more something. Because I think the whole joke is that there are uh, young women being sexually aggressive towards a man, Mm -hmm. and that's They're blondes and brunettes. Blondes and brunettes. (laughs) And they're doctors, and they need to check out your wound. They're doctors. uh, They've had some medical training. I don't think that man has ever been to medical school. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if young me, 
like would have necessarily gotten it very much. Like, I don't I think been like, yeah, huh? Okay. And it was just this time I was like, okay, so you're into BDSM. Fine. <laughs> let's move on, please. Right. So well, let's get yeah, on with the quest. I guess, I guess that's the thing is like with at least the way that that society is now, I don't know. It's like either you don't get it or it's not funny. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, this point in which it's, like, just risque enough for your tastes that you get it and it's, like, funny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, it it just goes from I don't know to, okay, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Whatever. It's not Whatever. that great a bit. It doesn't need to take up most of the podcast time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I yeah, refuse. We must speak about it for three hours. What What are all of your favorite bits, though? Because I have I have something in mind. I can go first if you want. Yeah, go first because I mean, at least I don't have one off the top of my head. So, for some reason, the thing that's funniest to me in this movie is something that like is just a bit of theirs that they've done everywhere. But um, the bit with Lancelot when he's going to go save the the boy in the tower, <laughs> oh, and he's just oh he's God. running. I want to see. And he's just dum, 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 the running, and then it cuts, yeah. and they're just standing so there. Funny. And then he's oh, running. Dum, dum, dum. Those that's guards the deserve thing. Oscars. <laughs> they're just so great. They're just sitting uh-huh. there. Have you guys seen the meme? That's my favorite bit yeah. for about <laughs> COVID in America. Oh, uh, I think, I think <laughs> that it, like yeah. I mean March of 2020, and people were like COVID 19 in America. And yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's accurate, but like. That the funny thing is they've they've had all of the time to perfect that because if you've seen Flying Circus, uh, the bit that. at the beginning of the show is yeah. there's a guy who's just like all the way somewhere far out in a landscape and he just runs at the camera and like maybe he's like falling off of stuff or whatever and he uh. just is running straight at the camera for like a minute or two until he gets up to the camera and he goes it's and then <laughs> then like the uh, the thing comes over and it's yeah. Monty Python's nice. Flying Circus. And then the way that the show ends every episode is he's like running back and he's <laughs> nice. like stumbling over <laughs> stuff great. and he's got raggedy clothes and nice. Anyway, so like they've, yeah. they, they do that kind of bit a lot, but I just think the way that it's done here is very clearly perfected over, over what they've done there. Yeah, I think so. Especially the guy's like, Hey, yeah. Like he kills the one guy. That he's like, oh, yeah. That, that bit's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Anna's favorite bits Anna's well I guess like my first exposure I think so like we gotta come back with me to 12 year old Anna my only social medias are Google Plus and Pinterest alright nice and I like spend all my free time looking at memes on Pinterest right okay this is like my Mm. life uh, and my first exposure was probably a meme about, like, getting your period and the one where it's like, it's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> it was a joke uh-huh. about how, like, like women can have, like, horrible cramps, but they're like, it's fine. It's merely a flesh wound. <laughs> anyway, I think that was, like, my first exposure to Monty Python. And I was like, weird, but okay. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite bit is the... Uh, the what like the ones with the French tower and they like yeah. throw cows at them and then they like build the rabbit to try and go in it's like and then yep. Lancelot Galahad and I anyway I don't know that one just yeah. tickles me that was <laughs> pretty great my and mom used way- to say that to me all the time she used to say your mother was a hamster and your yeah. father smelt of elderberries <laughs> and I yeah, never understood like, other yeah. people's bottoms yeah the, the like, hands. <laughs> the, like yeah. the hands <laughs> This is a, this is a podcast, but the the mitten hands on the like the parapet, and they're just like, yeah. I'm French. He's yeah. French. What what are you doing here? <laughs> Mind your own business. Yes. Uh, Run oh, away! That me, Run away! Like, um, when they're like coming out to get the big the wooden rabbit thing, and like one of them will say something in French, and the other one will be like, what? and then he'll say it again in English. He's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, Alonzi, he's like, what? Let's go. Oh. <laughs> yep. I also really like the burn the witch part because they're like, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> I, yeah. She's the same weight as a duck. I yeah. learned something this episode, though, about oh. that scene because I'd noticed it on my last watch. 
after they uh, put the witch on the scales and she's the same oh. size of the duck, it cuts to her and mm-hmm. she says something. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. never found out what the- she said. So this it. time I rewound and put on subtitles. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's a fair cop, which apparently is a London expression for uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, you got me. Huh. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually the first time I watched it, I was like, it's it's just to be funny that she happens to weigh the same amount as a duck. Because, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I guess the... the no, she's actually a witch. She's a witch, yeah. That's the thing. Oh, but like, it, wait. Because that's... my idea in my head was like, oh, but witches don't exist. So like, that's not what is happening. But the scales are immediately <laughs> offset as soon as they all get off though, right? Huh? Like, yeah, like they, like they, they get off the scales off and the, and the scales, scales are, are immediately broken. like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like I think the I thought the idea was that they were Okay. They were maybe that's why I thought cheating. that the first time and no. the second time I didn't <laughs> no, catch well, that. No, well so it it gets offset because there's now more weight on the duck side. That was the than thing I couldn't side. remember if the duck was still there or not. They, they, they so don't take the duck off yet. Oh. No, so So she is a witch. I don't know. That is. Well, I'm anyway, glad they burned her. Then good riddance. Good, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> witches get stitches. We don't need to. <laughs> don't alienate the witches in, in my our household. Audience. That's all we have. No, it's true. I, I actually am a witch. I I can't remember who it was that I was telling that the other day, but I was wow. I was telling them about my witch powers. But oh, I wasn't. Okay. Was that you? Was I telling you about my witch powers? I mean, you've told me before. I remember you turned Brian into a newt. Uh, once did and then the teacher got no. really yeah. mad at you, but he did get better in like fifteen minutes, so it was oh, chill. That's um, nice. Actually, that wasn't. That was a clone. Oh, is oh, is a clone. Yeah. Okay, so that's it that's Squidgem, fine. So he still knew. He just like mm-hmm. went under a desk or something. He's probably dead by now. New South Korea lifespan on but, accident. You know. I felt. Guys, did yeah. any of you watch Jeeves and Worcester? Like, read the books. Uh, a little bit. I definitely read the... I read one of the books. Wait, what the fuck? The show what? is incredible. Stephen Fry is what a is beautiful man. Jeeves but there's a whole, Worc- like... You don't know what Jeeves, Jeeves and Worcester? Jeeves and Worcester by P.G. Woodhouse. Uh, They're incredible. It's about this guy okay, in, like, the like 1920s, it's... and he Hedorian has this very posh Stephen butler Fry. named Jeeves. You've never... You're and Stephen speaking Fry Latin is the posh right butler now. named Jeeves. What? You've never heard what? of this? Okay, you've got to watch this, Aiden, because okay, you well, are Stephen Fry. That's true. When you're done with whatever it is you have going on today, you're coming over to my house, and we're going to watch it, because I'm just confused. Anyway. Uh, okay. I'm just thinking anyway. about, like, the whole bit with one of Bertie's friends who, like, is obsessed with newts, and he's, like, trying to court this girl, and he's like, the newt mating dance, and he, like, <laughs> does the dance. Uh, anyway... Yeah, I, I, I really have a lot of respect for those books. Like P.G. Wodehouse is Honestly, is a surprisingly good author. Like you, you just so good. You just get sucked in immediately. And they hold up. Yeah, they do. Anyway, uh, Hunter, what's your favorite bit? I'm shocked that you don't understand a British reference, Aiden. I am not British. <laughs> I know, but that like usually you've it. watched all the shows that we have. Usually, okay. Not this time. Anyway, of- that's fine. It's all good. Not what I would have expected. We're just going to have a talk afterwards when we're off mic. Uh, uh, I don't Battle of the Chiron Belt, Admiral Holdo? <laughs> Not what I expected. Well, my favorite bit of the movie is when there's a sorcerer and his name is Tim. Tim. And it's funny because his name is Tim. He says, Tim? Some call me. Tim. <laughs> this is another thing that I it learned on funny. Pinterest when I was 12, but didn't wasn't there supposed to be like a super long complicated name and he forgot it when they filmed I think it so, so he yeah. just was like, "Uh, Tim." <laughs> Some call oh, me. Yeah, that's something we should touch on right now. Uh Tim? from all that I've heard about this movie, uh production on this was an absolute trash fire. It was. And it's kind of <laughs> insane that anything came out. This movie this. is an accident. In completely the purest possible way and nice. can you elaborate like well okay so part of it was that uh a lot of things a lot of the script just wasn't shot because they didn't have the the budget and stuff like that like the thing about like the coconuts for the horses yes literally just happened because they couldn't <laughs> rent horses 
you know, yeah, kind of like, if it's yeah. something like that. Or and the, and the not let's not go to Camelot to the silly places just yeah. because they couldn't afford Camelot. they couldn't afford to shoot in Camelot. <laughs> oh, uh, that's another one of my favorite bits I, is the the number of rhymes that they get for Camelot that uh, they're like, okay, I like to push the Pramalot. For me, with the exception of the the Galahad bit, there's nothing in this that like I would want to change because honestly. Okay, here's my thing, and you feel free to like completely disagree with me because comedy subjective. But Auntie Donna, which is is a sketch comedy group that we all like, that's probably not quite as uh, it, that isn't as relevant. But whatever, we all like it here <laughs> in the room, so I can talk about it. Um, they're heavily influenced, obviously, by Monty Python, but they like. I feel like there gets to be a bit where you can kind of oversaturate a joke. And it yeah. doesn't become funny. And the reason why Auntie Donna works is because they oversaturate it in a self-aware manner so that it isn't <laughs> funny. And that's what's funny about it is that they've killed a joke that could have been funny. Well, and then they kill it so much that you're like, I guess this is funny again because they, it's just so right. far gone. Yeah. But I feel like I prefer Monty Python for the fact that they just give you the exact right amount of joke mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like you get tired of it and it doesn't feel like you're like i just needed something more to actually laugh at this bit like that yeah. to me it's just like kind of the happy medium and so I, I kind of feel like i wouldn't want anything in this movie to be changed because it all works even the bits that don't work huh. See, their comedic timing is brilliant and like i don't know i was because i think the first time i saw it i was like ah oh, it's just some like theater nerds like running around doing improv and being silly like this is hilarious and more and more i'm like this is this is brilliant and like they know what they're doing this is more than just people like running around doing mm -hmm. improv like they yeah i feel have like have it down can, to a science for me that's that's what i want i think a lot of times in comedy is to to feel like i'm i'm in the hands of somebody who knows the joke that they're trying to make mm -hmm. And like I could just kind of sit back and experience it, and I'm I'm waiting for the thing to happen, but like hmm. I don't know, I'm taken care of or whatever, if that makes Aww. sense. Um, and I feel like cute. that works here. Huh? So, well, this clashes a bit with my take. My take is that uh, the movie is dead. Actually, it has been killed. Uh, and he who killed it was Ernest Cline when he wrote the book Ready Player One, oh, uh, no. which I read in middle school. Yeah, uh, and I hadn't seen Monty Python since I had read that book. Oh, what I, ha I hadn't seen Holy Grail. Kills the movie. So there is, uh, so that that entire book is the is, worst. Is uh, the <laughs> killing so of much. all American pop culture. I hate uh, it. It is all dead. Uh, oh. But the essential That's plot... That's why I feel really gross about this movie, I think. But I've, mm. I'm good at compartmentalization, so I forgot most uh, of the references uh, from the book. I so, haven't seen any of it or read any of it. The Don't big thing... Hunter, Avoid it with everything. I, I haven't touched pain. the Steven Spielberg movie. Right. But the yeah, scene in the book that killed Monty Python is there is... It all takes place in this computer world, and the dude who built it left a magic shenanigans puzzle trail whatever one of the tests is they have to go through the movie monty python the holy grail oh, yeah. and quote it from memory uh through the entire thing what yes so uh essentially it is a hero's journey where the thing that makes the hero the hero is uh an, a good hero is the fact that they are a massive nerd and, and that the fact is their that he gets all of the references quality. that Ernest Klein has decided are good. But he's one of those Gen X, like, very pretentious types. It's like, uh, I've seen Buckaroo Banzai, so I actually understand culture. I, he's like, like, that's the perspective of the book, and it's really grating. I, I don't... The the thing that also killed it is because when I read that book in middle school, I liked it. Because, oh, uh, that's fair. Uh, I was not a, a person in middle school. And were any of us people in middle school? I mean, let's be real. I was, but I was like too pretentious. I mean, like probably. I was a person too, but I was also homeschooled because yeah. my dad taught middle school for long enough to know that middle nice. schoolers aren't people. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, honestly, that's kind of a, a decent, decent yeah. choice. I did online school, so I didn't have to like ruin anybody else's lives other than my <laughs> family and online friends. Um, <laughs> Isn't it the opposite? Mm -hmm. 
it's don't you do those things so that other people don't ruin your life? Yeah, but I'm <laughs> I was dangerous, you know, dangerous ideas. Kill in my head. Yeah, uh, but basically, I read it later after I hated it. And uh-huh. Hunter, you probably remember this because I would basically just constantly, in all all caps, paragraph mm-hmm. text you about how much I hated every aspect of the book. Yeah, as I was uh-huh. reading it, you should you should read the sequel, which I hear I is will n- even worse. I will never touch it. Like I've heard, like from people who actually like kind of liked the first one, who read the second one, and were like, "This is trash." There's not a single sentence awful. of that book <laughs> that I didn't absolutely hate and want to rip to shreds. Actually, wait, Anna, your dad taught a class on it. Yeah, he Cause, did, cause and he also hated the book. Yeah, because he, he yeah, that's that's one of the first conversations I had with your dad. <laughs> Because he yeah. was like, yeah, so I read this book, and so yeah. I needed to teach a class on it. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, this book sucks, but uh. some of the like, some of the finer points are like really interesting. So he, so he, he, not as much anymore, but like, runs online classes for international homeschoolers. So like, I took like financial literacy classes with him and like there was a world lit class and like a design like graphic design class and they're like for international homeschoolers so like i had a friend in mongolia and my cousin in chicago we were all taking this class together so he made a class on ready player one that was like more about the concept of like your persona and the face that you give to the world. Cause I guess that's part of the book. Mm-hmm. And I think he did some like writing classes for, I mean, it was like four middle schoolers and young high schoolers, mm-hmm. I think was the age, but yeah, he's like, this book sucked. I'm going to teach a class on it and make it better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he kind great. of like took these themes yeah. that were really cool and made them terrible. So I'm going to redeem them again. Yeah, no. And I think that's great because Okay, I've never, I don't think that I've met somebody who I've, like, long-term actually gotten along with who, like, unironically enjoys this. Yeah. You know, like, I've definitely met people that like it, and that that usually spells the eventual demise of our friendship in one way or another. It's sort of interesting. Not because we have different, uh, like, perspectives on movies. I don't really care that much, but just because it turns out that they're pretentious about... Or the people who were, like, really excited about being super hulocked back in the day. I'm sorry, that's a really cursed phrase to say in 2021. But, like, like, do you remember? Like, that was a thing. And now I feel like... Don't hate on my 14-year-old self. Hey, it's me too, man. (laughs) I guess I only liked Doctor Who at the time. I only liked, like, a little bit of Doctor Who. You didn't get into Sherlock? No, Sherlock I thought was, like... Okay, Sherlock, I was like, this is a show that is created to not give you the information you need to solve the mystery and then give it to you at the end and act like you were the idiot for not solving it. And I did not respect the writers. Benedict Cumberbatch is sexy. Yeah, no, I mean, I like all the Benny Dick Cumbersmack, um, no references. Bad. I didn't didn't mean to make it sexual. I didn't mean, it just kind of came out that way. Um, but (laughs) no, no, you're banned. You were, you were banned from the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, I thought that Hunter he, save the podcast quick. He's <laughs> fine, and I thought no. Martin Freeman's fine. Yeah. I like Martin Freeman. I, I like them nice both, guy. but I don't respect Three. the writers of that show, and I don't respect the show itself. It's not that actually good. that's really valid. And I never watched Supernatural, so I'm like a half. Yeah, me neither. I I tried, but the color grading on the first season uh, makes me want to burn my TV whenever it is on. So Whoa, I, I what, never watched. What is up with it? It's it's just really it does some really weird things with the saturation. It like puts this it looks like the equivalent of like an old timey western like filter thing where like the colors all like out of whack. Sepia tones. It's it, it has a lot of mm. that. It's it's kind of desaturated and then overexposed in post and and stuff. I don't remember it that that well because I have avoided it like the plague yeah. for years. Did you guys ever watch Torchwood? I tried. Yeah, I tried. I um, the so first good. episode that I clicked, that I decided to watch, was the one where there was a sexy cy- cyberman that was a, a woman who, oh. for some reason, had only plating on parts of her body that made it look like she was wearing a bikini. And I'd never watch the show again. Bikini <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, can we talk about the camera work in uh, this movie that we're talking about right now? Uh, no, we can't. Oh, okay. I, well, oh, okay. Uh, never mind. I mean, the camera. The camera's there. It sits there, and it does stuff. Parts of it look nice. 
I just think it's funny that parts of it look really not nice, and in kind of a self-aware way that Hunter was talking about, where it's like, it's like, dang, you really just got rain on your camera, and then just like said, roll it. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they do have some really interesting. I was noticing like some uh, handheld shots, like when they are cutting. A lot of it, they're cross-cutting between like a journey and then the thing that's up ahead. So when they first meet the Black Knight, the stuff with the Black Knight finding the other knight is all handheld and very like uh, messy. Like, very and then it has like and, these yeah. these uh, like very like stable, clean like panning shots as Arthur is like mm-hmm. Arthur right. and it, it felt like it, yeah, it felt like the cutaway ones were like just asides being like oh maybe it's something you're kind of hearing and getting impressions of as you're coming up to it and then as he kind of comes into that clearing is when you get the like wider shots and it's almost like it feels like pov it's like oh well he can now see the full fight snazzy so you can too interesting about this is like yeah like a lot of aspects of it feel like kind of hasty and thrown together and whatever but even like the comedy like I feel like the movie's able to get by on a technical level because it absolutely knows what it's doing so much that it doesn't have to be quality because mm-hmm. it's just got competency. They got the fundamentals yeah. down. If, does, if that makes sense. Perhaps. I totally, yeah, I feel like, like if this was more poorly shot or more poorly edited or if it, it was just like, man, that's the same angle again, like mm-hmm. it would get old, but. Like it's self-aware in the fact that like, yeah, it looks low budget and everything like that, but it's also competently like framed and and what's the what's the okay. word for that? Okay, right, go ahead. I, Anna. I will. I was. I was just saying. I do have one beef with this movie. Now that we're talking mm. more technical stuff, the is sound beef? mixing is terrible. <laughs> like I was listening to it with a speaker because my air conditioner is really loud, and I like would turn down the volume like ten or fifteen degrees. I don't know. When there was music playing, and then I'd have to turn it all the way back up again to hear the dialogue, and like that annoys me. But the hmm. music was too loud. Anyway, I okay. just feel like the sound mixing left much to be desired. I watched it with like a full like sound bar and stuff like that, um, because I, I got I got new things. Um, Ooh, I have a new TV and I have a new sound bar and I bow, feel good about it. Bow, bow, bow. And I didn't have to pay for any of it. Hooray! Wow. Yeah, because my dad moved, and so he just like gave me all this stuff that he didn't want to move. Yeah. So I have good stuff. Wait, anyway. he like moved already? Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Everybody's moving. Uh, it's true. My my everyone in my household is also going to be moving. It's interesting. Within the next like two months. Like my thought Yikes. was that like we were gonna be the ones that moved away, but it looks like everybody else is going to move away first. So maybe we won't have huh. to move away to get away. Because we'll be the only ones left. Well, except for my parents. My except parents for your parents. are trees. They're never going to move. They're planted. They've probably never... <laughs> I mean, they haven't ever moved as long as uh, you've been alive. No. They're not looking like they're oh, going geez. to. Well, but anyway. Um, what was the point about... I anyway, was talking to some my friends who've moved... Uh, that's an irrelevant story. They've moved 26 times in their 25 Whoa! years of marriage. That's gross. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really bad. I hate yep. that. Yep. Yep. Anyway, no. continue with the movie that we're yes. talking about right now, Monty so Python and the Holy Grail. With the sound bar and with, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, being in a place where I wasn't afraid I was going to wake anybody up or whatever, mm-hmm. it was fine. I feel like the sound mixing, like I could hear the dialogue and whatever, and sure, mm-hmm. the music was kind of loud, mm-hmm. but it usually served the purpose of a joke that it's overly yeah. loud. It didn't feel like it was just incompetent. Yeah. Like, did I say uncompetent? Incompetent. How that. dare you? I am an English major. Incompetent. <laughs> 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 but I wrote, to be fair, like three thousand words or something stupid yesterday. So I don't have any less. Dang. Anyway, we're good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that's fun. As they say in the business, wahoo! <laughs> You're right. They do. <laughs> Sometimes with the you have all the insider wahoo! knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they say it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. And, Did we all um, say our favorite bits? Uh, I think I was going to, and then I, well, I mean, I was supposed to. Someone called me out to say it, and then I. I wrote, did. Hunter, I'm calling you out yeah, again. Do it. I, it's hard. Picking favorites is really hard. I don't know. You don't like, actually have to pick your favorite. I don't know. You can I cheat mean, like me and just say a thing. I was trying to think of yeah, the ones that mm. just stand out in my head. Cause like, I mean, there's obviously the ones that also were shown to me as clips for a long time, like the bunny part mm-hmm. and the whatever parts but like i don't know i feel like 
I mean, the knights who say me is pretty funny. Me. Yeah, it's that so does seem like, like the best part dumb for Dumb and weird. Like, I mean, the whole thing is just a lot of just like this weird, like screwball humor. Just like, it doesn't make any sense. But like also, it's, it's uh, they, they play it straight and they're just like, you're. Oh, who else has <laughs> seen weird. the musical version of this, by the way? I did not. Know I that have was not. Thing. It's called Spam a Lot. I saw I've a heard high school production of it. Um, and weird. it mm-hmm. ends with a really good meta joke. Uh, and also, I think uh, that it's 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 bad, and I hate it. Uh, that uh-huh. I think that cool. it's bad, and I hate it. I think <laughs> I think so. I don't know uh, because I can't tell because I I also had that same thought when I was watching the movie this time. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're allowed to hate it. You're allowed, you're allowed to say to no. This things. is old, and well, we okay. need to find a new pet comedy thing. Here's the thing, I. Because of that whole Ernest Klein thing, it's like the equivalent of meeting a guy who likes Pulp Fiction uh, because he's a neo-Nazi and it kind of ruining the movie for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a work of fiction that is a New York Times bestseller and everyone knows <laughs> and is familiar with to some extent. It's, it's like if Trump came out and said this was like... <laughs> That that Pulp Fiction is the best movie ever made. Like you just couldn't, you just couldn't watch it. It would. It, it kind of ruins it for me. Uh, and the movie that hasn't been ruined for me, and that I've always liked more, is Life of Brian, because it it has a lot more of a plot. It's sweet and sentimental, and uh, kind of nihilistic, and not sacrilegious, mm-hmm. even though. People protested it for being sacrilegious. People it, protest everything for being sacrilegious. They do, don't they? I mean... I, because uh, it mentions a thing and the stuff in the things. I mean, they... And you can't Like, sure, they protested the, the Last Temptation of Christ, which, like, arguably... you Yeah, like, that That actually probably is sacrilegious, but, like, also, who cares? It's just a movie yeah, that doesn't I change your it. life. But um, Do you know what else is probably... Uh, w- what messes me up? Uh, and makes me very happy. Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ is the most sadistic film I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. uh, and I go out of my way to watch sadistic films. It's kind of your thing. And it is the movie that takes the revels the most and takes the most pleasure in causing someone graphic suffering. And it is the movie that I was told by people who are anti-R-rated movies to watch over 20 times as i grew up in the church yeah i remember <laughs> feeling like it was at least in, in the way that i grew up it was like kind of seen as like some sort of sacrament in, in a way of like 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 getting baptized or something where it's like are you fully like really a christian if you haven't yeah. seen this movie right yeah like you get old enough and it's like this is your first r-rated movie like yeah Passion of the and Christ. it's funny it wasn't I, my my first r-rated movie was amelie Nice. Yeah. No. Uh, I also like didn't like the passion very much. I I never watched. I don't rate religious based movies like I would other movies, but like I was like, what this was supposed to do for me, it didn't do, and I was just kind of like bored. Mm. I'm sorry, Lord, but I was. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is it's a it's a weird thing that they make this movie out to be like it's actually some kind of religious experience that it's not just Mel Gibson, a certifiably bad person, making a sadistic movie that happens to. There are some people that I love that have had really powerful religious experiences watching it, so I'm Mm. like, cool. I respect that. Didn't do it for me. Uh, Fun fact. That's kind of what extreme movies do to you. Not going to lie, because that's why I like watching extreme movies, because if something hits your uh, buttons in the exact right way, uh, the the most recent example of this for me is this, I think it's a Norwegian film called uh, Stations of the Cross, which is about uh, religious abuse. Oh. Uh, and uh, by the end of it, it completely wrecks you. It like through the use of that extreme imagery and those extreme emotional states, it tears down all of your boundaries and stuff and allows you to connect purely, like, rawly, emotionally with a thing Mm -hmm. uh, when you are numb and haven't felt things in a while. Yeah, it just feels like it's not worth it when Mel Gibson is, like, a disgusting anti-Semite person. Yeah. I don't really want to support Mel Gibson. There's that... 
there's also uh, the movie is fucking weird. I know we aren't talking about it, but like it has this really high saturated lighting. The sh- it's like incredibly drawn out. It uses so much slow motion, and of course, it is like shot entirely in another language, which is cool. Basically, you know, interesting. It, but it's American films never do that. Yeah, it's not never. American. And isn't Mel Gibson? Um, well, he's Australian. No, I was oh, making yeah, a joke about yeah. how it's not American to watch foreign movies mm. oh, yeah. or yeah. like <laughs> subtitled movies <laughs> at Parasite yes. 2019. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> the biggest thing, it felt really melodramatic in the way that the classic like passion plays sort of do. If you read like medieval mm. like uh, mystery plays and like those cycles. They are insanely melodramatic. And like Gone with the Wind melodramatic? Or like a different kind of... that. Well, so it, that's a form of melodrama. That's just, you know, a bit more 20th century. But it's like me- religious melodrama. It is the pomp and circumstance of a Catholic mass mm. uh, mixed in with the, like extreme emotions of a telenovela you know it's just all there all the time well i'll i'll consider giving it a shot it just seems like a lot of oh no no you don't don't you don't need to watch it whatever it's just weird i don't know it's so weird that so many people like it who like like clint eastwood movies like people are like (laughs) i love clint eastwood he's the best director ever also passion of the christ which is like a really weird movie Mel Gibson, for some reason, just does that for that kind of person because it's not it's not just passion, it's Hacksaw Ridge mm. and it's Braveheart. Mm. Like you always hear about those three. Mm. That's so. actually really that. Yes, that's that's mm. true. Mel Gibson does only bad things for a life, and then every ten years he comes out with a movie that all of her dads love, and then he goes back to being a bad person, and it's just an endless cycle. And we let him do it because. Anyway. Oh, also, here's another thing that Passion of the Christ spawned. Uh, that one professor that I really hate of my friends. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. My, my friend's really bad film professor that yeah. hates Parasite because it's not American and everything like that. Her oh. her, her credentials are being the uh, religious consultant on that movie. Whoa. That that's her credential as a film person that's was weird. that she was a religious consultant on that movie. Therefore, what? she knows everything about film enough to destroy and lots religion. of people's film careers and, and also shit all over Parasite nice. and everything yeah. else. I wonder if she she's the one who proposed the idea of having uh, Jesus literally being bit by a snake and crushing its head to literally fulfill that weird oh thing that it says back in Genesis. I didn't remember uh, that. Oh my God. That's a figurative prophecy. Uh, yeah, it's a figurative prophecy oh that I heard from a bunch of people was literally like much all literally a thing Jesus did in the Bible because <laughs> they watched Passion of the Christ and didn't realize it didn't say that in there. Oh you know? Uh, <laughs> another news, though, I did write a whole thing on Genesis and how it most of it isn't literal and nice. the bible project talks yeah. okay i've i've listened to a lot of the bible project and they talk a lot about genesis and it's very interesting how much of it's just like like i don't know we don't we don't give enough credit for like folklore styles and i guess this can mm-hmm. fit into our discussion of monty python because like european folklore versus german folklore versus like chinese or japanese folklore versus like Hebrew Jewish folklore is like they all have different styles and different metaphors and mm. tropes that we'd all recognize. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's important when you're reading Genesis is to like know the folklore themes and know which parts are historically accurate and which parts yeah. you would all know are folklore because right. it's the folklore trope. Exactly. Or, like, like the like number, the way that we the number read themes. The, yeah. Like the way that we read the flood as if mm. it's like a a historical event that the Bible is relating as opposed to something that like 
was previously in Gilgamesh and is probably from like right. a Sumerian but, tale. But that's like see, what I remember. A billion years from, older. From, like from the like, point of Noah is You have a degraded view of scripture yeah. if you don't read it exactly yeah. as like an American history book from the 20th like, century. Like that's obviously <laughs> what God <laughs> intended. Yeah, that's God. obvious. That's definitely <laughs> right. like the best way to read it. That's the way you're supposed to. That's the way you're supposed to read it because that's not about you know the way that it would have been understood at the that's just I do it's because it's the way that we understand it now because so god would have right. made wow. sure that we could always understand it oh, yes. so that we could always god. find him so people because in, god would make sure that he could never be misunderstood people that way. in 300 bc didn't understand it because god was writing it for us right now yes yes well no it, he was writing it all eternally all the time people have always understood things people have same. always understood there's the never things. been a difference yeah. here okay that uh, makes sense. this this these are conversations i've had with people at my church they have said things. Ultimately, I that was what my essay was about a little bit too, was people trying to defend scripture uh, to the degree that they actually don't read it. Nice. Oof. Um, actually, hot take. Like, they, they don't care to actually understand it because they're too busy trying to defend it from something that they... Basically, they're trying to defend it from accurate interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. That was my essay. Like my I hope I don't fail the class Python because I don't think the, that's my professor's and perspective. The f- and the holy grail is when they're chased by the animated monster that dies because <laughs> Terry can name us a Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. That was pretty good. That was the thing that I didn't like when I first saw the movie, but I think the animation has kind of grown on me a little bit. Oh, At the least animation's great. If if you don't like it, I hate you now. Just the stinky little thing. It's, it's grown well, on me. It's, it's, also, it's great that this... This movie, this movie, this movie existing is what gave us Brazil and 12 Monkeys and whatever that weird Don Quixote movie he, a great Terry thing. Gilliam yeah. did with Adam Driver. A great thing. I need to see that still. It's fun. It's not good. It's fun. Uh, it fun. I like it. Was, like, before it came out. It's pretty great. It's terrible. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> Okay. I don't know how I feel about it. It's probably not technically good, but I don't care. Also, okay. Time Bandits, Appendits wouldn't exist. Do you want to see that? Without Did you movie. say Time Pandas? I can't. <laughs> time Bandits. Okay. Time Pandas? Oh, time, pandas. time Pandas. Time Pandas. They're great. That, oh my gosh. Do you guys remember G-Force? Yes. <laughs> that movie about that. The, no. Yeah. Yes. I got so sad the other year that I saw a meme that was like, based off of the lifespan of guinea pigs, all of the guinea pigs from G-Force would be dead by now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. So we're not getting that Hey, but sequel. on the brighter side, all of the chipmunks from Alvin and the chipmunks are also dead. Thank goodness. Um, Until they're reborn again with the new 4D animation of the next half of the 22nd century. I'm not looking forward to that. Although I do really want to rewatch the first Alvin and the Chipmunks because I have some good memories of them wanting a hula hoop or something. Is that Just watch the old cartoon series. Actually, here's a question. So we get nostalgia waves, right? So yeah. are we going to get nostalgia waves for things that were part of nostalgia waves from previous decades? Like yes. Yes. We, we were nostalgic for the Chipmunks cartoon, so we made live-action Chipmunks. Right. And so in the future, we're going to reboot the Chipmunks again out of nostalgia yeah. for the, the bad... Yeah, that always yeah. Like, that's yeah, like that's how things have, have gone. I mean, for that's a long kind time, of what's but... happening with like the seventies and eighties right now because yeah. everyone was like, "That was a terrible." Oh. Like literally five years ago, everyone was like, "Mullets are disgusting," and now I know three people who have mullets. That's more like nineties though, mm. isn't it? That's that is a bit more nineties. Yeah, like that, yeah, that's that, true. that goes in waves. Like, like we've know, had. Yeah. Like I thought of so with something like this. I think of something like. I guess it sort of came up in my life recently for something like Transformers, which has gone on since the eighties, but like. I kind of experienced more of the versions of Transformers that was in like the early 2000s, which are as old now as the original run of that franchise was like when I was, you know, born and a child. And now, you know, people my age are able to be nostalgic for like, the early 2000s version in maybe the way well, that's that why there's like the clone the wars and bad like, batch you know, and that kind of just thing like it's iterating constantly and then yeah. people grow up with that newer version who can then be nostalgic for it people are nostalgic later. for the prequel era yeah they're not yeah. Nostal- nostalgic yeah. for the yeah, sequel like, era that's and and then like five ten years we're gonna get lots of sequel era content that people yeah. are nostalgic for remember that time that yeah, ray was a palpatine all these, all these people who were seven years old when the yeah. sequel movies came out yeah so well, it's, just, I, it's a cycle of now now this thing, which I guess is kind of a new thing. But. Are people going to be nostalgic for movies that no one liked at the time when they came out? 
I'm so nostalgic for Water Horse. Are you kidding me? Don't mention Water Horse. Oh, baby. Don't mention Water Horse. That movie got played quite a bit in my house. I think Canada really liked it. I win. I win so hard. Okay. Are we done? Are we done? Did we say did this? Did we talk about this movie? I don't know if we, I think we, did we about talked movie. about this movie enough to count, but like. I think true. the one bit that I, the one point that I really wanted to make was that this is the Godfather equivalent of comedy. In I the, agree. In the sense that it is entirely what we have been trained mm-hmm. to think is the peak of what the thing is. Mm-hmm. Like whether or not we've seen it this is so heavily influential on our view of this kind of movie that it's what we think of when we think of this movie or it's the kind of thing that we expect. Mm. Like Monty Python's jokes Mm. are the things that I have been programmed throughout my entire life to find funny in the same way that the Godfather works because that's what movies are. Like that's, that's, does part of that also have to do with the fact that you have experienced and consumed a lot of British comedy? Okay, maybe it's just for because people who I like have British not. comedy. But like, uh-huh. I mean, I really like this movie and the other, like, also British comedy things that like you've shown me. Like, we watched like a few episodes of like Black Books that one time, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is incredible. But I'd never seen it up until that point. So like, I don't know. I feel like I don't see this kind of comedy like a lot. Really, if that makes I think sense. it's but I don't accessible see a lot of enough. Like, there's general. some parts of British comedy that are like, that's not funny. But this is. I mean, I think there's a reason why there's so many Americans that are like, this is incredible. Right. Is mm-hmm. it? Is this one actually worthy of being the standout? I don't know, of but Monty it is. Monty Python? But there was. I don't know if it's worthy a of A wizard it, it named Tim. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, is there, you know. A sorcerer, better? actually. A sorcerer. Warlock. There's a difference. Tim. What? Yes, I'm sure that a wizard named Tim would not have been such an exhibitionist. Sorcerer! No, a wizard named Tim wouldn't have been such an exhibitionist as the sorcerer named Tim. I understand. Because the sorcerer is just the more pretentious wizard, you know? A pretentious wizard. I'm curious what quote you have for us from this film that is entirely quotable. Thank you for listening. You can go to the movieoverloadpod.com and find all of our stuff. And Do you need please subscribe to the Patreon. I like, like, yeah, I could probably think of something. We love you. Yeah, you, you know, you could always just pull out something small. Just like, uh, uh, yes, remember not to follow us on social what media. What year did this movie come out? Uh, because we will not say anything. Uh, remember not yes. to give us money uh, because we will not do anything. And remember not to look at or hear us next week uh, because we will again not say anything. We Please will sit here like us. every week uh, and sit in silence for approximately 90 minutes, 60 minutes. How long do these things? 60 to 90. 60 to 90? That's Just usually. 120 uh, if it's about the Godfather. If it's about the Godfather, in which uh, in which case we should have just sat there silently for 120 We probably minutes. should have. Uh, but we didn't. Speaking of 120, it's almost 120 degrees here, and I would like to turn on my oh, air conditioning. Okay. Oh, yeah, which, like, actually, I'm going to be up there in August now. Oh, my siblings wow. gonna be as are as going that. to Port, uh, Portland area. And I was really excited because one of the pluses of my trip was like, oh, it's colder up there. I can wear my winter clothes sooner. Uh, but no, apparently that's not going to happen. Clothes. Not that's in not, August in Portland. In August it's in Portland, not going to happen. It'll be like, if it's, if it's not going to be like this intense heat wave. But no, it'll... it's going to be like in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah so it's going to... It's going to be like a little bit more humid and it might rain a little bit. So like you might be like a little cooler than here but it, it doesn't no, no. make a difference yeah so i won't get aware because i only have winter clothes because mm-hmm. i hate summer and refuse to acknowledge its existence I'm telling you and mm-hmm. i just yeah. i just sweat all the time because okay. i always wear sweaters the and pnw coats. in general feels barely different than colorado hmm. imo uh, okay. okay i'm just more sad now it's slightly cooler but that's, that's slightly fine. anyway um but but you definitely should go to bend and do like hot pot or, or whatever you guys call the, the Chinese dinner thing that you do. We have never served you hot pot. But it's we not have technically hot, hot, hot pot, pot, is it? We well, just, it's what dishes. is the thing that you do? I don't know, but like dishes. you don't have like a name for it. You just say like... It's dishes. Yeah. That's like what it is. Like like when I lived in China, we'd go to a dishes restaurant to get dishes. Like Oh, China. that's why I never understood... Okay, but yeah. okay, that makes Why sense. Why won't you cool. save the podcast? Okay. Well, thank you, you for listening. And as we say at the end of every 
fucking episode of this dumbass fucking oh, fuck Woody Allen podcast. I mean, in that <laughs> the podcast. I realized I hadn't sworn or cussed out Woody oh, Allen at the end, so I just had to drop it. I'm nice. sorry. I mean, uh, you can beep it. You know, throw out like, you know, just <laughs> general like you can say at the people who listen to this podcast, you make me sad, <laughs> which is just like so <laughs> small, but sad. also oh. like so such a good line that I actually like quite a bit, and it's whatever. You it's make me good. sad. You make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember like noticing that line before, but yes. seeing it again this time. Was like, Okay, sorry for swear know. bombing your ears after mm-hmm. a relatively clean episode. How dare you? But you know we had to do it. It's part a of the relatively que- clean episode. Yeah, you did the bad Benedict Cumberbatch bit, but you that made was him an sex. accident though. I didn't. You try made to, him sex. I didn't try to make it sex. I was just no. trying to say his name no. wrong, and his name no. just happens to sound bad. <laughs> okay, episode over. It's okay. done. Come Get bitch, out. dumb snack. Ah. What did it? you say? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's not intentional. It's just there's no way to say his name weird. That doesn't sound wrong. You don't say his name weird. It's an overdone bit already. Why are you making it weird? Because I was doing the super hulock thing. No. God damn it. Why? I'm sorry, world. I'm sorry to my co-hosts. Uh, I'm not sorry to Hunter because he's definitely going to like stick this in at the beginning of the podcast or do something <laughs> weird with it. So everybody has to hear my pain. Yep. But you know what? Yeah. The podcast is over by now, right? We aren't Bye. still on online. This is Are we? Jim, Anna, Aiden, and Hunter signing kept talking off. For like 10 minutes after. Yeah. True. <laughs> Bye. It's, yeah, no. Bye. Bye.